Ground one, there's been a lot of conjecture, most of it off the court. But I'll tell you what, Melbourne is green and black. The Phoenix taking down the top dog, Melbourne United. We're going to get to it. First of all, I want to talk about Sean Long. Did his best impression of a traffic cone on the defensive end. The one that you, Homicide, have labelled the best centre in the league. Talk me through the game. Talk me through your pre-game predictions because I know you got that one on point. Well, I got all four on point. Oh, hey. First time that I've gotten... All four, all games correct in a round. So that's that's huge. Which is tougher in round well one. Done, this is huge. As an expert, that's a good job. That's a good job. Well done. Good job. So um, once Casey Prather was out and David Baller was out, I knew all the matchups were pretty much even outside the center position. And it went exactly how I, I thought it would go. Melbourne United's bench was thin because their two key bench players had to Mitch McCarron, uh I'm sorry. Um on who was out center, on who was who who had to play who, their bench players, Pledge which is no nah, Chris Goulden. Oh came yeah. off the bench and their four man. Well, Chris, Chris Goulding didn't have to come off the bench. He because, did have to come off the bench. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe Aquil. This is what I'm saying. He yeah. had to come. I'm sorry. He had to go in the lineup, but he's a bench player. He's he, a six he man. He's saying that Chris Toby Goulding Smith is going to be playing over Mitch McCarron. What you're I'm saying? saying is Mitch McCarron is going to play in the lineup over Chris Goulding is what I'm saying. He's going to start at the two. We're going to touch on that immediately after what you're yeah. about to say now. But I think you're talking about Joe Aquil. Aquil. A cool, I think it's pronounced. A cool, right. A cool started out, yeah. outside of Barlow. Right? So with that, I'm sorry, Mitch, <laughs> Chris Golden started in place of Casey Prather. Yeah. Which means who's coming off their bench with scoring ability? No fucking body. That, set, that balances the whole thing going against Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. So I knew they had a chance to win that game. And when you have somebody like Mitch Creek, 28 and 11, he was a mismatched nightmare on the court. And he took full advantage of that. Well, the only person that really played minutes was Shay Ellie. He played 24 minutes off the bench uh, for zero points. Uh, Joe Aquil, or Aquil, however we want to pronounce it, he wasn't good in the first game. He only had two points in the 10 minutes, but it's his first game. So you, you know, you, you let give it be. him ben- right. Yeah, you give it's him his the first game. Of the doubt. Uh, Pledger didn't give you much two points, four rebounds in six minutes. Uh, Dexter Kearney's Drew, who came in as an injury replacement, didn't play. Uh, Short didn't play, Purchase didn't play, and then uh, is it Stith? Stith, you better Stith. say that one like Mike Tyson. Yeah, Stith. 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 I broke my back. Final. <laughs> Final. Stith. Uh, he only played two and a half minutes. So they really tried to go with the guys that started for him and try to get it done. Chris Golding gets injured with his knee, I think, in the second quarter going for another block shot um, and then hurt his knee. So he wasn't quite the same once he came back. They were just thin across the board. They got but nothing they, off their but bench. But once Casey Prather was out, you knew Mitch Creek was going to dominate that game. And he did. He dominated that he game. He completely dominated. And But the, the big test for him, can he continue to shoot the three ball at that rate for the rest of the season? If he does, he's the MVP of the league. He won't shoot 80%. He shot four for five from four three, Four or five right? from three. and But... When he made them was key shots. The key shots. Key shots. Late in the shot clock, uh, when the United was making a comeback, he dribbles down the length of the court, pulls up on the forty-five, drains it just to give him that little bit of buffer again. He uh, busts their ass. Absolutely, he gave you some shit on the way out too. He cussed me out. Oh, what did he say? I didn't even um, see that. 
Nah, he, he on the sideline. He said, "Listen, don't you ever not have me in the first fucking five ever again." Yeah, which I've got some beef with your top five I of the mean, round. Join the list, man. It's always <laughs> there's a reason. There's a list. It's always, there's a reason. Know? There's a list on this one because I got so, I got some stats. I'm coming at I you with your you. top five. I feel but you. But anyway, we, we've touched on the firepower coming off the bench and the offensive habits of Melbourne. For me, it was defensive. Oh. Mello Trimble was a defensive sieve. Sean Long, Sean Long was a traffic cone. It was offensive. Because <laughs> there was no deep being played. Good from what? you, were though. Thank Good you. from you. Dad jokes in. It was terrible. I mean, you're absolutely right. That was one of the biggest things coming in. We talked about defensively. Will Mello Trimble defend? Will Sean Long stay out of foul trouble and play defense? If not, Dean Vickerman, you're going to play defense or you're going to sit down? And I think we saw that the last five minutes of game two in Perth. Sean Long did not even play. He did not play. I, 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 defense, yes. My bigger concern for United is turnovers. Like, yeah. There was, there was, a, there was a lot of Seven turnovers in the first half. Really struggled to find his groove. And this is when you're a really good player on a bad team. And now you've got expectations on a really good team and a championship aspirations team. You can't get away with the same shit that you got away with. It's a whole different ball game. If he turned the ball over in Cairns, it was sort of like, oh, well, at least he'll score for us next time down the court. But Dean Vickerman's not going to put up with that shit here. So he's got to change his style. I think they're going to struggle in the NBL, NBA games because what does every NBA team do? One, five, pick and roll. Who are the worst defenders for Melbourne United? The one in the five. Yeah, no, it's, gonna, it's going to be a long it's game It's going to get scouted. It's tough, dude. You can, you can get away with one bad defender. But as soon as you have a big... Mm-hmm. and a guard you could just put that in the on-ball situation and it's an absolute and, nightmare and this is where I'll say kudos to Chris Goulding who has changed he's gone a total 180 from where he was last year on the defensive end I mean if he was at the same level of where he was at last year at the start of the season this team would bleed 120 points but he showed at the World Cup that he can play defense he showed in game one uh, against the Phoenix that he can play defense I mean, kudos to him for changing his game around and putting an extra uh, feather in his bow because he's now a better player because now he can play defense and becomes a legit question. Can he make it to the NBA because now he's willing to play defense with that three? Well, I've said that. I don't reckon, I, I still don't reckon that Chris lasts the whole season here. I reckon that he gets an opportunity a la Mitch Creek. Everyone's leaving. Everyone's everyone's gone. 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 There's going to be no one left. Chris Gordon's leaving. There's talk of Mitch Creek. Sean Long's leaving. (laughs) Bogut's leaving. This is what happens in round one. Alex's fucked. You have a good game in round one. All of a sudden, you're the MVP. You're going to the NBA halfway through the year. Everyone's gone. Everyone's out of here. But anyway, let's talk about a topic that isn't as triggering for me this year because I think they're a lot better, the Taipans. But it was same old, same old for the Taipans. And we can't judge them too hard. They lost to the potential champions of the league, potential league favorites of Sydney King. But it was a late game fade out. Yeah, um, I think that the Taipans. You were commentating this game. Yeah, the Taipans got a lesson from in the NBL. You know, it's a whole new cast, really, and they need to know that 37, 36 minutes of really good basketball won't get you a win. You got to play 40 minutes. They had it. The project, the projected champions. My opinion, they will win the championship on the ro- on the ropes. They had Didi Lazada out. This was their chance to get a W. Quad Noy, he was incredible. 14 points, 13 rebounds. Scott mm-hmm. Machado held it down for the most part. But you have to finish the game. That was your best chance. And, you know, lesson learned. 
I do like the Taipans a whole lot more than last season. I'll say a that. lot, huge, a lot more than last season. I have to ask the question about late game play by the Taipans and who that falls on now. Now we know that Machado being brought in to distribute the ball and all that. I think he has to be a little bit more aggressive looking to score down yeah. the stretch with this group. Because if you do look around, Newbel, he's hot and cold at best. And I saw it last year. He'll give you 25 one game. He'll give you four points the next. So you need Machado to be aggressive. And I think it's unfair to put a lot on Kuatnoi right now. He had an incredible game one, uh, but he did a majority of his work in the first three quarters. Wasn't really there. Cam Oliver, he's a young guy. He's a big, he's energetic, he's athletic but he's not really going to be making plays for you in the fourth quarter. So who does it fall on? It has to fall on Machado. And I just want him to be... He's almost a bit like Delhi in the sense that he's looking too much to pass and needs to be a, a bit more aggressive because he can shoot the rock as well. He's a really nice shot, but I, I need him to be more aggressive. And then when it gets to the bench, like... I don't understand. You've got a... I think it was an eight-point lead with about five minutes to go. And you go with Fisher and Kruslovich onto the court at that stage. No, that's that's winning time. Yeah, You need to have your best five on the court. And it's nothing against Fisher or Kruslovich. It's you need to win. This is your chance. Like you said, Diddy Lozado's out of the lineup. Now they need to say, all right, let's make a statement. But kudos to the Sydney Kings because that's a game that they would have dropped last year to start the season. And people would have been pointing fingers. But that backcourt, we would have Casper been pointing Ware, fingers. Yeah, we would have been pointing fingers. <laughs> Casper Ware, Kevin Lish, they were just money. They were they were sensational in game one. They really carried that team to a victory. Are you still... Because Perth, shocking from first half, not Perth, shocking first half from the Kings, in my opinion. Are we still... We didn't lose any sort of hype over... Because I know, I know it's early. But Will Weaver's probably the biggest X factor in this group. We know how these dudes can play. We know what Lish can do. We know what Bogey can do. We damn well know what Casper Ware can do. Will Weaver's the one for me that I, I don't. He hasn't proven himself in this league. I just don't know much about him. His, his coaching style, that's the only X factor for me. Because that would, playing group can win a championship. I would say this. I think his calmness through the storm was the difference between this season's Kings and last season's Kings. Because we know what the antics on the sideline would have been last year had they been in the same situation. Yeah. And for him just to stay the course, say, okay, fellas, you know, you can hear it in the timeouts. This is what we need to do. This is how we do it. We'll get results, but we've got to stick to this course. Um, I really like his coaching style. I really like the way that he goes about his business. And this is a team that will gel because Andrew Bogut hasn't been around for majority of their preseason and he's still a massive part of the puzzle going forward I think once he gels more with Casper Ware uh, you bring Diddy Lozado into it as well I think the Sydney Kings are going to be pretty tough to beat this no, year you got to remember Diddy did not even play that game wouldn't even be close and he's he's their biggest X factor I agree Diddy Lozado if he plays that's a double digit win is it, uh, hold on, Easy. I've heard that it is Gigi is it Didi or Gigi? And on Australian soil, coming out of my mouth is Didi <laughs> in Brazil is Gigi Taylor is how we roll. It's Gigi it. in Brazil, but yeah. it's DD here. Okay, it's DD here. We'll go with that. Perth 94, Melbourne 93. 
Another one possession loss for Melbourne. Of course, it's doomsday. 0-2. Your prediction, in which, in your defence, I completely wrote off when you said they could be 0-5 Melbourne United. Everybody including, wrote it off. Including the NBA games. Everybody but I have to apologise for that because you damn well could be right. Don't think they're going to win any of these NBA games and these NBA games, and then they're coming straight back in, having to play almost the next day at two o'clock or something against the Wildcats. Which is why a couple of people started to voice the opinion that maybe this isn't the best idea from a team perspective. Which I think is stupid. If you get the chance to play an NBA team, you get the chance to play an NBA team. You take it. Fuck it. Marketing everything for the league. You do this. Maybe get the scheduling right. That's the perspective we should look at. I mean, they can't help the scheduling because. Well, they they start, the whim of whatever the NBA they, wants. They start when they want to start. But don't give Melbourne a 2 p.m. game or whatever it is the next day when they get back. Maybe just give maybe, maybe a day. Is that asking too much? Yep. Maybe a day? No, I don't know. But no, we'll, we'll, jump, we'll jump into that game. Perth versus Melbourne. Thoughts, Corey, Homicide, Williams. Um, Damian Mond said it the best in a postseason interview, postgame interview where he said, you know, when we found out Chris Golden wasn't playing, we kind of got a little lax. And that's why the game went the way it went, and they picked it up at the end. You know, Melbourne United had their chances. Again, you got to play 40 minutes, especially in RAC Arena against the Wildcats. They're never out of a game. I don't care if you have a double-digit lead. They are never out of a game until that buzzer goes off. And that's a tough loss, especially going now to America. You're shorthanded. You should have been 1-1. One one. You could have easily been 2-0. Oh. Yeah. They shot 65% from the field and lost. They, they, and lost. It was, it was lost. the best percentage, I think, at RAC Arena or the best percentage at United. Either one. Yeah. It was the best percentage that's been shot in a loss for a long time. You remember they lost without Goulding, but you still look that roster. In the NBL history, that was the no highest percentage. Ever lost at with shooting that, that percentage. Shooting that percentage, which is ridiculously unlucky and to lose one possession games, two games in a row. But still, you've got to get a way to get it done. Perth found a way to get it done in games like that last year and ended up winning the championship. Right. Now, my question is. Casey Prater is not going to be ready on the 19th. Do you look to get a replacement import? Mm, Mentally, you are going to be drained. I don't care if those NBA losses don't matter. You get your ass whipped by 30 or 40 twice. What are you thinking? Oh, it's just NBA teams we lost, Uh, whatever. That mentally carries over. Who are you going to get? Everyone's in training camp right now. The exhibit tens, there are exhibit tens in place. Honestly, Corey, I think the best import available could possibly be you, and you very well could be commentating the game. You know, I, everyone's they, in they, training they camp. Gotta There's be no somebody. Big, big V dudes available. You're just gonna lay down and just just take it. We don't know if Barlow's ready. They just gave you a date, and if they are ready, are they gonna be match fit? No. You it know makes what I mean? sense. It, ma- it makes sense. What I do just you don't do? know if you're gonna you know? do it. You got to bring in the right guy. Yeah, but what do you do? This is a tough situation yeah. for Melbourne United. I think maybe you wrote it on I think you've got, you got to rest dudes during the NBA yeah. games and say, you know what? <laughs> they are resting, all three of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were I in think, the first two games. I think you wrote it on Twitter that people are going to write off Melbourne United right now. Yeah, yeah, cra- just, crazy just round stupid. one. They could go 0-5 and, and they're still not moving and in the, the championship market, you know in my what? opinion. No, they'll move a little bit. But, they will move just but, the weight of money, but I don't think that they'll move in terms of our general idea of they're going to make win. the top four yeah regardless of what happens at the start of the season and once they get going if you can go to Perth without three year starters and pretty much lose in the last second and be up all game they're going to be fine when they go back there with a full squad in my opinion I'm not sure about that Melo Tremble gets all of those shots I know those but, shots don't happen but hear me out 
If we flip it and look at the Perth Wildcats, I know you're a fan of the Perth Wildcats this year. Good for you, Corey. I know you're a fan of the Perth Wildcats. <laughs> I'm a fan of everyone. I sit on the fence so hard to pick it up my ass half the time. <laughs> they had Cotton, Kay, and Tariko White. Are there three guys? Yeah. 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 Cotton, Kay, and Tariko. They're thin on the bench. They get one injury, mm. which they do get every year. Damian Martin misses a chunk of time. Right. Mitch Norton comes into that lineup. Who are they coming off the bench? Majuk, Majuk. Vague. Vague. Steindl. Four-time champion. Like, four-time champion, Vague. <laughs> the Vanilla Gorilla. The Vanilla Gorilla. The Perth Wildcats aren't <laughs> that good this year. No, 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 no. They're not. They're, as, as a team, when you look at their roster, they're not that they're good. They're not that good. But you, I'm just, you, can, you can easily say that there's four teams that are better than them this year with their roster. Just their roster. Yeah. 100%. From a roster perspective, yes. I'm not liking Daria Hunt didn't show me anything in that game. One like Sean, Sean Long killed him in that first quarter, and then Dean Vickerman decided to rest him for the NBL NBA games. <laughs> 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 but if, like, Tariko didn't shoot the ball well all season. Remember that's that stretch where people were like, we got to get rid of Tariko White. Yep. All right, so if Tariko's not firing, who's firing now? He's going to be firing. you got Bryce Cotton. Yes. You've got Nick Kay. Yes. Two great players. Probably in the top 10. You could argue top five. Both yep. are in the top five. I just struggle with their depth. I struggle with what, how they're going to get it done. They don't have the toughness of a Greg High coming off the bench anymore that will steal you an offensive rebound when it looks like the game is lost. And will get punched in the face, like and blood yeah, all over his face and just yeah. fire up the crowd. Uh, I'm just not in love with this Wildcats team. So I'll be on the record to say that the Wildcats will not make the finals oh! this year. Mm. Um, mm, yes, mm, you can mm, come mm, at me. Mm, I don't mm. give a fuck. Mm. Um, <laughs> it'll be even funnier in a little bit's time when you'll find out, but mm. I'm not on the Wildcats bandwagon this year. Mm-hmm. Not on it. I'm firmly on it. Guess I'm, I'm firmly guess, on it. Guess who's else bandwagon I'm not firmly on? Who? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is the next statement going to get two out of three people in trouble here? Or is this... No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no, just me. I threw out a tweet at three-quarter time mm. of this game. You get the feeling it's Michael Allen time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I might have accidentally liked that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the feeling that he wants to let everyone know that he's back. It's round one. It's Michael Allen time. Guess who I got a tweet from? Who? Michael Allen. No. Oh. In the DMs. What'd he say? He said, saw your tweet. Don't think I deserve that. Well, champ, let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, shit. If you haven't watched any of your games over the past 10 years, mm. your ego has single-handedly ruined a lot of games. A lot. The game is not about the referees. You know you're a good referee when no one knows that you're there. You know you're a good referee when no one talks about you. The fact that people know your name is uh, showing you that your ego has gotten in the way of who you are. Yes, you've done world champs. Yes, you've done Olympics. But fuck, who else were we going to send? Oh. <laughs> I'm saying, can we please have a season where you don't ruin a game? And I'm sorry that you didn't ruin that game. But fuck me, you will ruin games before the end of this season. I can guarantee it. Oh, my God. Hey, sorry, I was out of the room. What happened? <laughs> so I, just, I just came back in. I had to go to the bathroom. Did I miss something? 
The hammer, and we're gonna get used to that every week. I reckon, I reckon we make that a thing. I reckon you just tell us who's pissing you off this week, and you just go at him <laughs> down the barrel of the camera, Hollywood style. You know, you fucked up when I call you champ. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. No one wants to get, no one wants to get champ. But anyway. Brisbane defeating Illawarra. Now, I called this one contenders versus pretenders, and it was the lock of the week. If we tune into the post-game show on ESPN Sports, but it has a nice little it was segment part of there. my four-leg multi. Yeah, well, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people would have done all right this week. But that was the lock of the week. Contenders versus pretenders. Brisbane are a legitimate chance this year. Didn't impress me that much. But again, Illawarra cannot defend anything. Absolutely no chance in this game from the start, in my opinion. Well, I had picked Illawarra to lose the game yeah. anyway, so that was no surprise. I mean, Brisbane, they're well-balanced. You did pick LaMelo Ball to be the number one draft pick, though. I did. Yeah, which I've got, got to agree That's, with. And he I, made, got, I disagree he with actually, one LaMelo Ball opinion this week, but I agree that okay. he will be the number one draft um, pick. The NBL pointed out he made history in the debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, no turnovers. That's a hell of a game three, for... Three or four steals yeah. or something like that in a block. Yep. Now, people are going extremely hard at the kid because um, he didn't shoot the three well. He didn't hit the three. He was 0 for 5. And they're talking about his defense. And I'm looking at it like, well, what the fuck were you doing at 18 years old in your first I was giving you pro buckets game? in Denver. At 18 years <laughs> old, you know, what the fuck was I doing? I was on my way to my freshman year in college. You know what I mean? Did I know how to play defense well? My first year playing college basketball? My first game? No. So... For his first game, he made history. Now, now, now the beef I have with this is I'm you, listening. you came out on, t- on Twitter and Instagram, every social media platform that you inhabit. Yep. Said Mallow Ball, My top space. PG of the round, and in the top five players. Yep. You still stick by that? I still stick by that. You know that, that. Mallow Ball had the worst plus minus I don't care about plus out of minuses. every player in the league this round. You know, he went six for 16. Minuses. You know, he went 0 of 5 from the three point line. Yep. So, in essence. Sorry. He played all right. He had good stats. But Casper Ware, 3 of 13 point, from the 23 three. points, 5 3 assists. of 13 from the win. three. Robeson? You're going to give a dude that had the worst Robeson, plus minus in a fouls, the play. I understand minutes. that Mellow Ball is going to be the number one pick of the this draft. Kid, but you, sir, and I see you hold on. I see first pro game put up those numbers. I, I see you tagging Jermaine Jackson in this thing that. as well. I see I you tagging Jermaine Jackson. Put your book bag on, mate. Come on. I couldn't fathom doing that. That's I couldn't just what I'm that saying. As well. And right. that's why I reckon that he's going to be the number one draft it. pick in the NBA. Toot, toot. And that's why I rated it. That's why I rated it. That's why I rated it. I'll tell you what. To have the second worst, Nate Jawai actually had the worst. The second worst plus minus in the round. You hate the type ends. In a loss. Oh, and four. No, I actually love the type ends this year. In a loss, and he's going to be not only top five, but the number one PG of the round. What is he going to have to do to drop out of that? Because if he can have the worst plus minus and go 0 of 5 from the three-point line, does he have to not score in the game to maybe drop down to third on that list? Or what? How, how do you associate For that next list stop, with the others? I don't care about plus minuses. I never have and I never will. Never will. Well, with the now, Townsville Crocs, you probably didn't. I probably well, the, the, the year worst you guys plus minus out of that whole... No, 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 no. So, so it's I don't care about that. When you play heavy minutes, the plus minus. I, I understand how it doesn't play a part when you play like ten minutes. Then yeah, it means virtually right. nothing. But when you play heavy minutes, right? There's some some credit to it. All I'm I don't care about me personally. I don't care about plus minus. What about 05 from the three point line? I'm okay with that. I care about <laughs> his numbers across the board. And this is his first twelve eight and four pro game ten. He had double double and five assists and zero turnovers. Oh, the NBL website says twelve eight and four. 
I'm telling you what the NBO posted, how we made history. <laughs> this is what they said. The first player in the history to make a debut and do that with a double-double with five assists or more and had zero turnovers. He could have easily had a triple-double had guys finish. He was on track. He saw the one move that he did. And if ja, anybody else, young Sean Long, Bogut, anybody, Decals. finishing that shit easy, call it whatever you want, <laughs> that is going viral all over the world. One already play. did. Correct. And he, he missed. And he missed. And he missed. Yeah, that was, I felt bad for Josh Byrne. <laughs> that was you know what I'm saying? All they got to do is make a layup. <laughs> Can we talk about Illawarra's lineup? Let's, let's talk like about it. it. I don't like it. I think Aaron Brooks, Brooks got to start. start. And you can't play two five men. No, you, you can't. can't have Ogilvy and Boone. He's right. My, okay. But do you go with Tim Conrad as a four and go with a stretch four, or do you put Sam Froling in? Now I don't think Sam is ready yet. I'm going Conrad. So I'm going more Conrad. Just I think there'll be better balance in their group because what did Brisbane do on the weekend? They were like, small fuck ball. it, we're gonna go small ball the entire game. And so if you're not gonna pump the ball inside and get buckets and punish them and punish them, what's the point of having two five men on? And I think that's we talk about Lamelo's first game. This is also Matty Flynn's first game as a coach. Yeah. And I think he'll go back and look at things and say, all right, where can we be better as a group? By no means is it a bad start for his coaching career against a Brisbane team. Against a go- What was with Lamanis' fucking run off the court as well? Yeah, that was weird. That, that was, was super weird. weird. The NBL killed it with the uh, running to Chico's or yeah, whatever to beat the yeah, fans. Yeah. yeah. Credit to the NBL social media. I come at them all the time, but that was, that was decent. Um, but they need to fix that lineup up and definitely bring Aaron Brooks. Like you've had your time. I think you're yeah. adapted now. I love the way that he plays. I do too. I think he'd be the leading scorer. He still, he, sp- he still played pretty good minutes. I think we get too obsessed with who's starting and who's not. Like he still played. But when you start minutes. a game, the way that they started, you'd rather That's have someone there to carry the team while they get through their nerves. You knew Lamelo was going to have some nerves. You knew Emmett now because this is the first year of him starting as well, would have some nerves. I think if you start with Brooks, and I don't know who you bring off the bench, probably they probably should bring Emmett now off the bench. I think they, no, they should bring Lamelo uh, off the bench and start with Nah. so you've got someone that can feed two shooters on the wing and then bring him on as the energy guy that can just go against the second crew. But more to the point, they need to change the two five men because Ogilvy and Boone just doesn't work for me. What about, we, we've spoken about the next stars in Lamelo Ball and that sort of stuff and RJ Hampton, we still haven't seen him yet, but we, we had a question in the Twitter inbox this week. Is this, is this what, the WhatsApp polls? The what's on the WhatsApp polls. I can I tell you what, and, and you might touch on this later, Wurdo, but... I can only imagine because there's been a little bit con- conjecture about the broadcast and different, but it, it, there's change that has to happen and, and, it, and it's coming. In terms Do you want of me to talk about it? No, no, no. Let me, let me just speak. Okay. There's, there's change. It's been a change this year with the hub system, yep. and everyone has to, is going to get used to it in terms of the production people as well. This is the first time they're engaging in this hub system as well, so you've got to give them a bit of credit there. Everybody's trying, but I can only imagine what was coming through on that WhatsApp poll, and I'll tell you what, a majority of it probably wasn't relating to the question that was given. <laughs> No, no, definitely not. But though, if you want to touch on it, and then before we do this, I'm just going to distance myself and homicide from <laughs> anything that is said. Here. Yeah, I'm actually going back to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I too understand why they've gone the route that they've gone to save money, but there is no substitute for being a commentator and actually feeling the crowd. Like there are memorable moments 
as a commentator when you're actually there in a stadium. Homicide telling that chick to shut the fuck up last year who was screaming. You can't, you're not going to... She was at the barbershop the other day. (laughs) (laughs) She actually was. But, But as a commentator, you don't get the feel that you do when you're at the game as well. And on top of that, I called a game off the TV in the off season of Australia versus China. You don't get the whole picture. You only get the pictures that you see. And so while it's good to be able to relay the message that you can always see, part of your job as a commentator is to give people what they don't see. And you can't do that in the new system. So I understand the system that they've gone with. I understand how it all works. I think it just makes it tougher for the current commentators to do their job right. And then if you're a sideline reporter, I feel like you're just left in the... You're like... You're just left out there to, to dry, basically. You might come to you one or two. You brought your man, John White, onto the fucking stage. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I'll tell you what, I, that, that dude has the most personality out of anyone I've seen. But my God, he, put, he threw you under the bus and gave you absolutely donuts. Nobody gave me anything that I he didn't He gave do. you. But John White, he, Johnny, we know Johnny John White. Do it. This is a dude that was yelling at Nadal like yeah. during the post-game press conference. Like maybe he needed a few more beers or whatever it was. But I'll tell you what, he there gave you I no, felt bad for you because he, he gave you donuts. He was shocked that I yeah, can't. Yeah. He was like... What are you doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm interviewing you. And also knowing John White, that's a very bold move to put right. him in front of the mic. Super bold live because TV. he does have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you one thing in terms of calling it off the TV, and I think people just have to wait a little bit because the commentators are new to this as well. Now, for SEN last season, myself, Jack Heverin, called the games off the TV. And at the start of the year, there was, there was, it was tough. There was tough elements of it. But it got better and better as the year went on to the point where it was like, okay, no, now we've got the flow of it but, and you wouldn't even notice the difference. But so I think there's, there's a an adjustment period. There's a difference between radio and TV. Radio, you can't have dead air, right? Part of being a commentator is sometimes you don't have to talk and let the atmosphere and all that speak for itself. There are moments in a game where you don't have to say shit and the stories will tell, the, the picture will tell all the story needs to have. But you don't have that feel when you're in a hub yeah you can't say we're just going to listen like you got to hear the roar of this crowd you know all that sort of stuff there's no opportunity for that now like i said i understand why they went down this route i just think it makes the job exponentially harder for the commentators that are in the hub to actually bring the story that needs to be told definitely no, no i i can definitely agree with that i, I just think that nbl fans Tweeting out saying everything's taken a step back is probably not the best and, thing and, to do at the moment because it, it is it's it's we're going to adjust. It's an adjustment process, and it's also the HD. So which I is going to get solved shortly. Yeah, yeah. So from what I read, it gets sent to ESPN and from America, ESPN yeah. over to SBS and somewhere in that line to the International Space Station yeah, and back. Yeah. To Homicide's place in the Bronx and then back. <laughs> Some, somewhere along the line, there was a bit of a mishap. And so yeah. the, the picture quality wasn't great. But like you said, first round, it's just the start of it. I'm sure it will get fixed up. It's all, all feeling itself out. And I'm, I, I have absolutely no doubt that it's all going to work itself out. But I jumped on the next stars before. Is there a reason that you know Perth doesn't engage? Perth, the team that's had the most success out of any team in this league, doesn't engage in these NBA games? doesn't seem to have any interest in getting a next stars player. Is there something to read into that? Is, is, are they just, is the no gimmick style successful in this league? Retention and no gimmicks? Well, they've been successful for a long period of time, so it's hard for you to say no, but I understand the NBA games aren't their focus. Winning a championship is their focus, so they 
think, all right, if we fly over for a game and come back, you know, we already travel more than any other team in the league. That's yeah. putting even more kilometres uh, on our legs. So I, I sort of understand that aspect of it. I don't know about the Next Stars program and why they don't engage in that, but I can only assume that they say, all right, we're just going to run with the guys that we've got. we've got Damian Martin running the point for the next 16 years. Yeah, we, we no don't room. need another point guard. So, And they've got Norton as well. So to me, I mean, every team's going to be different. You know, you could probably throw a couple of those teams into the same mix, but I mean, it's hard to say that they've done it wrong when they've been so right for a long period of time. I agree. Perth Wildcats are going to do it the way they do it. They've been the most, they are the most successful sporting franchise in Australia. There's no need to do anything different. Straight finals appearance. Well, let's jump on the next round. A little bit of a preview here. The Brisbane Bullets at home against the Cairns Taipans Brisbane. on Friday. Brisbane? Yeah. I think that's a no question one here. I, 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 actually, I don't. If it was a Cairns home game, maybe, but no, in I Brisbane, I think they're going to get it I how much you've flipped on the Cairns type fans this year. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> never <laughs> totally anti-Cairns type fans. Tell you what, no, 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 no. Why are we talking about the Cairns type fans? I'll tell you what, what? because it was disappointing <laughs> for me. I was disappointed because I loved Mike Kelly, I loved Jamie O'Loughlin, and I loved that roster, even, even last year. I didn't mind that roster, and I was disappointed because I hated it because I knew that they were going to get better, but I didn't want to talk about them. I wasn't going to talk about them in any negative sense, but this year, I'm going to have a chance to talk about them positively. Because that's a better roster they've got this year. And I also love the way they're going about it. Getting young guys, same as what Illawarra's doing. They might not set the league on fire, but they're getting young guys and they're starting to build. So don't you come at me with that tie pants talk. I'm allowed to, mate. I had to listen to your shit all last year. <laughs> well, next one. Same thing on the on Friday. Perth Wildcats at home against the Illawarra Hawks. Wildcats. This is Wildcats 11 plus. If you want to go to the big win, little win markets, gamble responsibly. Illawarra you do, but this has, one is Perth Wildcats just so, 11 plus. Just so Illawarra has always struggled in Perth. Like this, Nothing you're talking new. about the bet of the round. This, this is, is the, the that's the lock is, of the round. And this a, is the lock of the at round. At a dollar 38 for the Wildcats, that's over. Go 11 plus. It's well worth it. The Sydney Kings on Saturday at home against the Adelaide 36ers. First home game for the Kings. First game for the Adelaide 36ers coming Drew off the back Randall of an NBA game. Back hey. in Sydney. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Well, I'll tell you what, I think he left before the Woo. finals. He left before the final series last year. So. Mm-mm. True. Um, <laughs> this one excites me. I think. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I can hear it. Yeah, it does. See the table moving. Yeah, the, a table's bit. T- the table's tilting. Yeah. The Kings are up. I like how everyone's riding <laughs> off Adelaide. And now, with Jerome Randall in that lineup, did you see some of the buckets he got against Utah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my fucking goodness. If what did he shoot for the game? I didn't actually check the box score on that one. Because it doesn't fucking been... matter, no. We don't look at plus minuses. And we, <laughs> we don't, don't look, look at, at plus minuses. We don't look at field goals. Okay, so Randall don't... killed it at 5 for 38. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is, becomes a really interesting game. Like... I think the pressure goes on to the Sydney Kings. First home game for them. All that sort of stuff. They better hope Didi Lozada's playing. They better hope yeah. Didi's Because playing. Adelaide, matchup-wise, were a nightmare last season. Sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. No, no. Keep no, I'm done. I'm no, done. No, no. It's your world. We're living in no, it. Yeah, it's your world. Like, we're living I just, in it. No, no. I just love Adelaide versus Sydney. And to your point, the matchups were right last year. I'm looking forward to Griffin versus Bogut. That's that's going to be a. Did I'm you see his? Ta- I'm looking forward to taking the overs on Bogut in that matchup. 
that's cool. Bogut is still a hell of a player. I'm just thinking Griffin. You see the block that he got in the game? That like, was nuts. Fucking that was hell, good. that guy is athletic. I'm looking forward to Casper Ware versus Jerome Randall. Mm, 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 like Casper mm, Ware mm. is going over there, doesn't have a whole lot to prove at the moment. Jerome Randall's walking in with a chip on his shoulder. There's work to be done there. He's going. Uh, Ramon Moore and Kevin Lish, I think they cancel each other out. It might come down to Diddy. Diddy versus. Ooh. Well, that's that. Nobody. <laughs> Diddy. Diddy is the X factor every time. Brendan T's. Oh, Captain <laughs> T's. In that case, the king should be a dollar one. <laughs> Adelaide at three dollars seven. Oh, there's some love value the there if you want to go. To I love. I fuck with tees. Yeah. That's the captain. Yeah, the no, captain. no, no. I, t- I tell you no, what. No, if no, anybody no, has no, just got said fuck and tees, no, 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 teasy. It ain't easy being teasy. I tell you that. Seven years, Captain Tees. Captain Tees. So that's all. Yeah, credit to the dude. He's done a great job. Um, Southeast Melbourne taking on the Brisbane Bullets. Southeast Melbourne value two dollars five there for me. Brisbane because Ty Wesley's not playing. Very and, good point. And very good point. Uh, Dame Pinot, not Dame Pinoir, the wine. Pinoir. As, <laughs> as, as, uh, as uh, Dwayne Russell called him the entire <laughs> game, Dame Pinot had an excellent game versus Melbourne United. Then it gets a little, the water gets a little bit murky. Benson. Jesus Christ. He man. sucks. Oh my God. Dan Trist. Dan Trish oh shot that three-pointer in front of the bench. He might as well kick that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he, threw, he threw a live dog up at the rim that, that barked the entire way as it hit the fucking backboard. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, RSPCA is all over <laughs> that one. So I just... <laughs> with with Ty Wesley out, I just think that. Yeah. And Lamar Patterson, he can be in any shape that he wants. Call him fat, skinny, whatever. Indifferent. He still gets buckets and he'll get buckets again. It's actually going to be a good matchup, him versus Mitch Creek. Well, there's only one game left in that round. It is the matchup of the year the Illawarra Hawks versus the Cairns Type Ants. Oh, the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl. <laughs> the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl. Who are you taking? That's the first win That's Illawarra the type gets. For me. That's the first win Illawarra gets. This is a big one for the battle of which team finishes with the most losses potentially this year. New Zealand might creep into there, but I, I, I take the Taipans in this one. Uh, it's at Illawarra, right? It is at Illawarra. Yeah, I'll take Illawarra. Both coming off a double. There was a couple of empty seats, I thought, in that first game in Illawarra that was a bit alarming. You talk about the mellow ball sort of stuff. Yeah. That's because they were all trying to get an autograph. There was there was a big it was the NRL. It was grand final week yeah. in the NRL. So it was I think it was grand final. Was it the day? day? It was the day of the grand final. Okay, yeah. so we can cut some slack there. Mm. But anyway, that's all. Before we finish up, is there any team right now that you are legitimately apart from, of course, in, I'm talking the top sort of five six teams here. Any team that you are legitimately worried, or your expectation before the season has been changed over I'm this round? I'm not worried, one? but my expectations of the Phoenix are higher now. You guys are discounting the New Zealand Breakers. No, no, no. They haven't played yet. No, I, I, I said, so I said five. They're, top, they're top in six. my top four. Okay. Oh, they are. Fair enough. I, I gave it to that. you last time. I, gave, I, I said New Zealand's it, in it, my top four. It's if Webster shows up for me and he's proved that he doesn't want to be somewhere he's not going to show up. And I don't think he wants to be there. I think he's pissed off <laughs> that he didn't get that contract or that he wasn't allowed to go and take that contract in Europe. So I, I think he's digging his heels in. I got New Zealand in. 
Yep. New Zealand in. Well, that's all we got time for Wait. now. Oh, no, I guess we got Uh-oh. time for a little more. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to catch these two off guard here with this one. Oh, God. This is going to be my last show. What? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm moving to WA. What? Oh. On Thursday. Oh. You don't want to drop that bomb? There. This isn't just a show bomb. This is an what? emotional friendship bomb. Yeah. You out of here? So uh, for you guys that do know, uh, my dad's been struggling. Yeah, um, so. He's got his battle with cancer, and so I've made a decision to go home and be with him for the next year at least. Uh, I've enjoyed my time for the past year with you two. It's been a lot of fun coming in here, talking shit, uh, doing, what, you... doing about the sport that we love. And all three of us have played for the NBL and have tremendous love for the NBL. Uh, but for me, family always wins. No doubt. And so for me, this will be my last show. This will be my last thing with Sportsbet, but... I appreciate you both. We were chatting about Ed White coming in to do the show next week. Yeah, I was. Well, yeah, you could, you could have and, cut uh, me off there and say, uh, yeah. So these guys legitimately didn't know, but this is damn. Be oh, well, that's a bit of an emotional end. But I'll tell you what, Werther, you are one of the best blokes I know, and a very honest and humble decision by yourself to look after your dad. We know how close your relationship is, and, and to anyone that has been touched by that illness, I think you can understand the decision there. But. Uh, I don't, I don't want to end it now. I don't want to end the show. This mm. is the last one. Can I just say some of my favourite moments is you not getting your hair cut. Hey, that's oh still coming. Hey, shut up. That's still coming. Wow. That's still I totally coming. forgot about that. Uh, I have homic- a- homicide answering his phone to talk to the lovely Sabrina. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. show. That was Baron fantastic. Davis coming and oh, chatting man, to us. man, right. I mean, for one year of doing this podcast, we have had a lot of fun together. It's been a... Hell of a ride. We've talked a lot of shit. It's got us all in trouble on social media. We've all it's laughed you, about it. You got DMs coming from refs now. Yeah, I you know. You made it. I yeah. know. I, I didn't. So, <laughs> I mean, it's been a really, really fun year doing this with you. Even the preseason, the NBA stuff. It's been really, really cool. Uh, and you know what? I'll still be listening every week. Uh, you still be listening. And, I reckon you'll be getting a couple of calls as well. Yeah, I mean, if you want a hot take every now and then. <laughs> I'll have no affiliation to the league or any or, or a gambling company, so... Oh, God. Yeah. See, the thing that worries me, the only leash is affiliation. So I'm, I'm worried no now what's going to come down that oh mic and what's no going to be filter. tweeted out while oh, you're over man. in WA. But it'll be remiss of me to do the sign-off myself. Said, and that's why I'm saying... After saying the Perth Wildcats won't make the finals, and now moving <laughs> to WA, I am fucked. Oh my god! I <laughs> want to anyway. thank you for putting me on because I wouldn't be here with Sportsbet if you didn't put me on. Uh, Appreciate that. Uh, our relationship goes back a long way, and no it's been doubt. well documented. And uh, I think a lot gets said about homicide. What gets uh, said? People, I'm, people, the, I'm people, the only one saying yeah. that though most of the time. But so. I mean. <laughs> I think we all see what people say on the comments and stuff like that. And I'd say the people that don't actually know the man when he's walking the street, I don't think you would meet a nicer guy that would do pretty much anything anything for anyone to try and help him out. He puts a smile on everyone's face. As soon as he walks into a room, he lights up the room. I mean, the NBL is lucky to have someone like you to represent us. I'm really grateful that I get to call you a really good mate. I know this is a shock that I'm doing this right now without telling, but I thought... I'm waiting for you to swear or do something, call out Michael Allen. (laughs) But but I appreciate our friendship that we've had for a long, long period of time, over half my life now. And with Felix, man... (laughs) (laughs) I I, I came into the studio sober for you today, not even knowing. 
Uh, uh, Felix, Felix and I go back a long way as well when uh, from a, a training camp <laughs> in a preseason. Can I tell a story of that training yeah, camp? So my first experience with an NBL team consisted of me waking up near a window and Wertho pressing his balls right up against the window in a freezing cold King Lake town. <laughs> During a training camp. So that was my, I'm like growing up like, oh, I'm like, where though? Mark Worthington, man, I grew up watching this dude play. Can't wait to spend a, a, a week with him, train and playing ball. First thing I get is a set of nuts on the window. On an icy cold window. They probably stuck to that thing before I had time to get away. Rise and shine, motherfucker. <laughs> but Felix, uh, I think you've stepped into this role at Sportsbet and you've taken the bull by the horns. And, you know, I, I feel like you're going to be doing this for a long time and it's not that far away until you're also commentating NBL full time you're an absolute professional at what you do off the court (laughs) (laughs) on the court you're a shit (laughs) (laughs) but uh, mate you've been sensational and I think the cool thing that's made this thing work is yes we all love basketball but we're all three very different people uh, all three very opinionated um and no matter what was said to each other where we got angry at each other during all this or, you know, we disagreed, the cool thing is we could all have a beer afterwards as soon as it was done. And it's only 10 a.m. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we could all go sit down, have a drink, laugh and talk about the shit that we just talked about. We still might agree with one another, but I think we all respect each other's opinions whether it's Kevin Durant getting a max contract. <laughs> or, or Josh Boone going to fucking Southeast Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's I'll been... cut my sauces off, yeah. don't worry. That, that was definitely barbecue sauce because you, you were cooked. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to remember, though, just, just from this episode only. I am now going to refer to every terrible shot as someone throwing a live dog <laughs> at the backboard <laughs> and it barking on the way up. <laughs> Shout out to Bruce Palmer who oh uh, said that to uh, Matty Zorna way back in the day when he used to commentate for ABC. <laughs> oh, he, threw, he threw one so hard off the backboard, he goes, I don't know what I just saw, but I think he threw a live dog up at the backboard. <laughs> I love it. And, and you know what? It would be uncomfortable for me to have to do the sign-off where though. So for your final episode as a in-studio panellist, sign us off. Until next week. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs>